Welcome to this verse-by-verse Bible teaching from Calvary Queen Creek in Arizona with Pastor Jim Remington. We hope you're blessed by listening. Romans 10.17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. For more information, please visit calvaryqueencreek.org. Revelation chapter 10. And I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud. And a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun and his feet like pillars of fire. He had a little book open in his hand and he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roars, when he cried out, seven thunders uttered their voices. Now, when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, seal up the things with the seven thunders uttered and do not write them. The angel who I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are in it, the earth and the things that are in it, and the sea and the things which are in it, that there should be no delay no longer. But in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished, as he declared to his servants the prophets." Then the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, Go, take the little book which is open in his hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the earth. So I went to the angel and said to him, Give me the little book. And he said to me, Take and eat it, and it will make your stomach bitter, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. Then I took the little book out of his angel's right hand and ate it. And it was as sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I had eaten it, my stomach became bitter. And he said to me, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you. We just continue in our worship of you by surrendering our hearts and our minds right now to you, Father. There's a lot of things happening in this country. A lot of things. I mean, there are so many distractions. There is such much, so much chaos taking place in the physical world via the spiritual world. And so, Lord, lift our eyes to heaven. Open our spiritual eyes to see what is taking place. To be aware of we are ambassadors for Christ. We are not ambassadors for the United States. We are not an ambassador for a political party. We are an ambassador for Christ going throughout our sphere of influence, encouraging people to be reconciled to God. That is our call, to be reconciled to God. Father, I pray for the gift of teaching. And as we go through this chapter this morning, that you will be glorified in and through it in our lives personally, in our families, in our children, corporately as a church, that you will be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I mentioned this when it first occurred back in chapter 7 of this letter, and here we are again heading into an area of the text known as a parenthetical section. So a parenthetical remark or section is used to describe something in addition to. So we're reading, it's chronological, we're reading, we're reading, we're reading, and now we have a commercial break, so to speak. The movie is on pause. Now we have a commercial break. This is a parenthetical statement, section, word. So it's in addition to the main part of what a person is saying or what is written. So as we move over the next several chapters between the trumpet and bold judgments, we are going to see and hear of things that will give us additional information on what is going on to take place in the spiritual world. It's happening in the spiritual world as well as the physical world. We're going to be entering into the last three and a half years of the Great Tribulation soon. I mean, I don't mean now, because we're not in the Tribulation, but in the book of Revelation. We're not in the Tribulation. Church is going to be removed out of that before. So we want to remember that Revelation is in sequential order. This is very important. It's in sequential order. And that the sealed trumpet bowl or vial judgments, bowl or vial, depending on your translation, are not laid on top of each other. Well, how do I know that? Well, at the opening of the seventh seal, we see the revealing of the seven trumpets. 
It's not until the opening of the seventh seal that we see the seven trumpets. After all of the seven trumpets have sounded, we then see the seven bowl judgments come upon the earth. The trumpets don't come within or on top of the seals, because as I've already mentioned, it's on the opening of the seventh seal that, that, that reveals the trumpet judgments. We don't see the bowl judgments coming within or on top of the seal and trumpet judgments because they don't show up in the tribulation until the seventh trumpet has sounded. Now, depending on how you were raised and how you were taught to interpret this, you might lay them on top of each other. And if you want to see it that way, I'm not going to argue with you. Don't come up to try to convince me. This is the way we see it laid out. Most important thing is what are you doing with the information? Because typically when people lay it on top of each other, then they don't believe in the rapture. They don't believe in the thousand-year reign of Christ. It's, it's allegorical. It becomes symbolic. And so you have a lot of issues when you start laying it on top of each other versus just reading it as it's written, sequential. So Revelation is not as confusing as some try to make it sound or as our spiritual enemy tries to convince us of. Most churches will not even teach this book because the pastor will say, well, it's just too confusing. They won't, they won't understand it. Yeah, the ones you're teaching won't understand because you don't understand it. You haven't studied it. You've made it confusing in your mind, so you're not even reading it. What other books are we going to throw out of the Bible that are too confusing? How about Jonah? That's a little confusing, isn't it? The guy didn't want to go. He ran from God. He goes, greatest revival ever, and he sits outside hoping that God's still going to torch him. There's no repentance. We don't see any repentance in his life. Is that a little confusing to you? Yet Jesus references Jonah. Hello? So don't get hung up with confusion. We'll get to that later on. See, some will teach that it's allegorical or even worse, that it's already taking place in 70 A.D. But it's not confusing when we take it at face value and just read and study it the way it's written, not trying to over-spiritualize the truths found therein. Remember what I mentioned a few weeks back. Maybe you're new, so you didn't hear this, so we're going to throw it up again. When the plain sense of Scripture makes common sense, seek no other sense lest you end up with nonsense. And that's what religion does. They try to make the Bible fit their religion instead of allowing the Bible to shape their relationship with God. So if you've come out of religion, you have to debug the program. You were programmed to believe certain things, and most of the time they didn't even reference the Scriptures. They just said, oh, this is the way the church does it. Oh, okay. I was born into it, so I guess I'll do it. No, read your Bible. So now, due to time, I'm not going to... Well, we got, we got good. We're good on time. So now, chapter 10. I saw still another, um, another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. He had a little book open in his hand, and he set his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land, and cried out with a loud voice as when the lion roars. When he cried out, seven thunder, thunders uttered their voices. Now, when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, seal up the things with the seven thunders uttered and do not write them. So as a pastor, when you read this chapter, you're like, man, I got I to I come up with a BS here. And you know what BS is, right? Bible study. Yeah, the world's not in any of you. I know that. None of you are thinking of the other parts. So, yeah, I know. You're perfect little saints. So there's no way of knowing what this is all about. <gasps> and you're our pastor and you don't know what it's about? Yeah, I'm your pastor. If you want to be the pa- yeah, if you want me to be great. I don't know what it's about. There's only one person who knows what this is about. And that's John. He was there. He heard it. He was told to seal it up. We can think we know, or we can try to make something up, but we do not know. And we shouldn't try to make something up. So I'm going to leave it at that. Pastor Chuck taught us this decades ago. If you're not familiar with Calvary Chapel, Pastor Chuck was the, the Holy Spirit used Pastor Chuck to start Calvary Chapel in the 60s. And he taught us many things over the decades. And one of the things he says, where the Bible is silent, be silent. Be silent. 
You're not the Holy Spirit. I'm not the Holy Spirit. Don't try to put filler in there. You'll really mess it up. But we can learn something about these verses, and that's Bible study. So what can I get out of it? Just walk away and say, well, I don't know. What can I get out of it? We can apply something to our lives. Let's look at something unique about this chapter. You ready? You got your Bibles open? Verse 1, I saw. Notice verse 1, I saw. Verse 4, I was about to write. I was about to write. Verse 5, I saw. Again, verse 8, I heard. Verse 9, I went. Verse 10, I took when I had eaten it. You see, we're going to see John personally participating in this chapter. In these last days, God desires us to actively, actively participate in his word. But, if we, but we will have a hard time doing that if we're not in his word. I'll expound on that again later on. But notice that. If we're not in his word, how can we understand his word? That's why you'll hear me say every single Sunday, and some of you are tired of hearing it. Too bad. Read your Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Read your Bible from Genesis to Revelation. We're in desperate days. And if you want the answer to what's going on, read your Bible from Genesis to Revelation systematically throughout the year. And you will have the peace that surpasses understanding in the midst of chaos. Instead, we will find ourselves possibly consumed with worry, fear, anxiety, which could develop into depression or isolation. Think about that. Have you known or seen anyone who has experienced that in the last three years? Because most people were not in the Word, that's exactly what took place over the last few years. And the agenda is to make it happen again as it is all about fear and control. Now, I don't make light of what took place because there's a family in this church that had five family members die of COVID within months of each other. So I do not make light of it. I take it serious. But I also take lying to the public very seriously from the top of administration. And you probably heard about this week. If you didn't, Fauci behind closed doors, and it will become public knowledge. They will submit all that writing out. Admitted that social distancing was just pulled out of the air. There was nothing scientific about it. He just pulled it out of the air. To do what? To separate and to isolate. You'll understand why in a little bit. To separate and isolate. And again, I might step on your toes, but if we're going to be scientific, because remember this administration said they're going to bring science to the office? Mask. Again, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. But from the beginning, I don't know if you remember or not, but Fauci said initially, masks do nothing. The next day, oh, wear a mask. Talk to a doctor, a surgeon, N95s. They're good for one use. But we'll stuff them in our, underneath our seat, in our glove compartment. Where's my mask? Where's my mask? Thing is of no value. You're going to get sick just from putting it back on. You've got to have a brand new one every single day. We weren't told that. We were just saying, wear a mask. Oh, one's not good, two. Well, two's not good enough. Wear three. Suffocate yourself. Then you'll be fine. It's like, I'm not mocking him. It's sick. You should be, there should be a righteous indignation. You lied to us. You lied to us. And as I mentioned, when it first came out, vaccines take eight plus years to become a vaccine. Not eight months. Under the Trump administration, for those of you who think Trump's going to save us, under the Trump administration, he developed a shot that they labeled a vaccine. And we are now seeing the ramifications of that shot. Of course, they don't put that on the front page. No, 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 no. Fear and control. Fear and control. Keep the masses in fear and control. Jim, I know I'm going out of order, but do you have that slide that, that I was going to have you do on announcements? I totally forgot about that. 
I encourage you, I, I, there's so many announcements, take a picture of this. These are some things that I would encourage you to check out. If you don't, no big deal. Uh, we, don't, we don't demand around here, we suggest. I encourage you to watch Jack Hibbs and William Federer, August 12, 2021, Understanding the Culture Within. Understanding the culture, understanding the culture. If you're wondering why our country is going down the road it's going down, watch this video. He's a historian, he explains it to the simple-minded. I understood it. I graduated from high school. I understood it. You can understand it. It's amazing. This is not new. It's been happening for millenniums, what is taking place to our country. Uh, Art Club, if you have children, I'd encourage you to watch this documentary of Art Club and how trans is working into every single school in America. Now, it might not be out in the open, but they have documentation to use within the school system. They might not bring it out because the school is kind of like, no, we're not going down this road, but they have it. They have it. Uh, we Will Not Be Silenced is a book. I encourage you to read that. It's just written recently. Excellent book on what's going on. And then here's just a couple of newspaper articles. Now, this one is really amazing. Now, as a pastor, I, I just kind of look at this and go, why are we even having this discussion? So I'm coming at you from a pastor's perspective on, on this article right here. It's a question, for, it's a question, so ha, this is the article itself. So just, this is the heading of the article. Put this in, it'll pop up. How to deal with same-sex unions? That's the start of the article. It's a question fracturing major Christian denominations. Can you answer me why? If we really believe in the Bible, why would that be fracturing any church? It's going to fracture a church that doesn't believe in the Bible. Well, you know, the young people are leaving. If we don't compromise, they're just going to leave. Great, great, compromise, bring them in, love them to hell. They'll feel way better when it's all over, right? No, 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 no. Don't love anybody to hell. Take a stand, a loving stand, a compassionate stand. They're confused. We've all been confused in our lives, especially as teenagers. 13, 14, 15, I won't ask you to raise your hands because you're going to lie to me. But 13, 14, 15, when you were 13, 14, 15, you had confusion. You had it. We all went through it. Not to this extent, because guys, this is demonic. This is totally from the pit of hell. It's not like marijuana in the 70s where I fried my brain and I got a two-week memory. This is demonic, destroying people's lives forever, never being able to get off pharmacia. Never. They can't when they go so far. And then this is really important. Maricopa County was number two in the country. Teen drugs, overdose, hit, record high. Maricopa in the whole United States. Maricopa, number two in the whole country. Driven primarily by fentanyl poisoning. Now, where's the fentanyl poisoning? Where's the fentanyl coming from? They know beyond the shadow of a doubt the southern border. Well, why don't they close it? Well, that'd be inhumane. I think the last three years, might be only two, but I think it's three, 100,000 Americans have died of fentanyl poisoning. A child, I read an article where a child, another child gave a child what he thought was like an ibuprofen, an aspirin. It was laced with fentanyl. The kid took it. He died within minutes. Within minutes, he died. The other kid, he didn't take it. Guys, this is real. This is the United States of America. There should be some righteous indignation about being lied to and then going, well, just believe us. Everything will be fine. How can I believe the center of deceit control? How can you believe anything that comes out of that? You better be careful. You better be careful. And so and if you took the shot, you know, this is no harassment, none of that nonsense. Don't take it as an attack. I have to preach the truth in love. Just receive it and move on with your life. We've all made mistakes in the past. Don't beat yourself up. And I'm not beating yourself, you up. But we need to be in the word of God. The word of God warned us of these things. Look at, let's look at John chapter 15, now that I've offended some of you. John chapter 15. It's not always easy being a pastor. But I'd rather love you enough to speak to you the truth than not. 
John chapter 15. As a Bible-believing Christian, how many Christians were put out of the military because they would not take the shot? Or even non-Christians who would not take the shot. And now the military is begging them to come back. Don't worry about the shot. Don't worry about the shot. Please come back. Please come back. <laughs> lies, lies, lies. God is not the author of confusion. Satan is. So if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Guys, we're entering into the last days. We're in the last days. Don't be surprised that your family hates you for loving Jesus. This shot divided families. We know families that said, you cannot come over and see the grandkids unless you get the shot. That was horrendous. Oh, you can't go into the nursing home with your dying relative because we have to have six feet distance. They're dying. What do you think, I'm going to come in and kill them? They're dying. Can I not be with my dying relative? No, you cannot. This is so serious. No, you cannot. Lies. There, there's three families in this church. Relatives died during that time of normal, normal circumstances. And on their death certificate, because they tested positive, their death certificate said died of COVID. The numbers were totally overinflated. Lie after lie after lie. Well, what do we do about that? Get into the truth. So when the next thing happens, you stand in the truth. And you don't bow to demonic forces in high places. Yet be, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Guys, this is Jesus talking to his disciples the night before he's crucified. Matter of fact, we're going to have a, a, a meal. So if you would like to sign up for that, you can go out and see Rachel after the service. And we're going to do a Passover a Seder presentation. So we're not going to have our normal Good Friday service. And she needs volunteers. She needs men of various ages that would like to be one Jesus and the 12 apostles. We did this, I don't know how many years ago. It was fantastic. So after the service, if you'd like to go sign up, if you want to pray about it, she'll be out there every week. But we need to keep getting this thing rolling. But notice what Jesus says to his disciples on the night. He said, hey, everybody get on this side of the table. They want to take a picture. And so they took the picture. And then he got them back around the table. He said, okay, all right, let's carry on. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> now you're all going to go home and say, let's hide that one. Don't have the pastor over there. They're behind the table. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me... They won't persecute you because it's 2023. We don't want to be persecuted, right? Nobody wants to be called, called a homophobiac. Oh, no, don't, no, no, no. I'm going to keep my mouth shut and love them to hell. If they persecute me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake. Notice that. For my name's sake, for the sake of Jesus, the name of Jesus. Not for the name of Buddha, Muhammad, Joseph Smith, none of that nonsense. For the name of Jesus. If you proclaim the name of Jesus, get ready. Because they do not know him, the Father, who sent me. If I had not come and spoke to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my Father also. Yet we see in Revelation 13 that there's going to be a one world religion. Are we seeing that come to pass? Is that developing right now in our midst? Absolutely. Absolutely. The intellect is one of the most common religions right now. Believe in political science and you'll be okay. Forget the science. Believe in political science. John 16, says this, These things I have spoken to you, to my disciples, not to the world, that in me you may have peace. He just told them, you're going to be hated. But don't worry, you're going to have peace. For us, if you're not in your Bible, you can't grasp that. You just can't grasp that. Do you want peace with God? Or do you want peace with your family members and your neighbors and, and everybody else? I hope you'll say, I want peace with God. Because that's the bottom line. Nobody on this direction is going to give you the peace that surpasses understanding. Only the vertical will give you the peace that per, 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 surpasses understanding. The horizontal... Mm -mm. 
No. Why? In the world, I bet you have a plaque in your house just like I have in mine. I have this plaque. No, I don't. Just kidding. In the world, you will have tribulation. Great plaque, huh? Great. Right on the way out the door. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Do you believe that? If you believe that, then you're okay with what's going on. Not that you are saying, yeah, I, I'm just good. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% good. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. You're just going, okay, God, you got a plan. I, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't like what's going on. But God, if, if you're setting us up, you're setting us up. Now, as we go through these last days, we need to be careful that we don't get caught up in the ways of the world. Get involved in politics. But don't think you're going to overthrow the will of God. You see, the will of God is going to come to pass whether we like it or not. And if it's the will of God to take this country out of the picture, you know where we're at? Have you seen the last two, three days? Shelling Yemen, America, and others? This is so close to World War III. And praise God, we can keep going on with our lives here in Queen Creek. But it might change any moment. It might change any moment. And if it's the will of God to take this country out of the picture, because no one's going to support Israel, not even America, then you better have your heavenly bags packed and ready to go. It's going to happen. America's going to be taken out somehow, some way, either held hostage or annihilated. It's going to happen. No one comes to the aid of Israel when Ezekiel takes place. Read your Bibles, Ezekiel 36, 37, 38. Read your Bibles. We're so close. And let's try to take somebody with us instead of placing our trust and hope in this world or in the ways of this world. Let's look at Hebrews 13. Look at Hebrews 13. And again, I, I encourage you to have a paper Bible. I know it's really convenient to have it on your phone. But I encourage you to have a paper Bible so that when they turn your phone off, you can still get to your Bible. Hebrews 13. And I know some of you right there said, oh, that'll never happen. Okay. Have it your way. Therefore, Jesus also, went that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. In other words, he was, he was crucified outside of Jerusalem proper. Therefore, let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. You see, Jerusalem is key to, to prophetic word, to the prophetic word. And we look at America as if, you know, this is it. If we don't save America, and I'm hearing this from Christians, I'm hearing this from pulpits, if we don't save America, we're done. Well, good luck trying to push against God's will. If it's God's will that we are done, good luck. Read your Bible in Acts. Gamaliel told the Sanhedrin about the disciples. After they put them out, Gamaliel said, hey, if this is not of God, if this is of man, they're going to go away, and he lists a couple examples. But then he tells all of the religious elite of that day, but if this is of God, we should not fight against the will of God. Figure out what's going on. Read your Bible. Verse 15, Therefore by him, by Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifice God is well pleased. One more point before we leave these verses back in Revelation. Let's not get hung up about what we don't know or about what we haven't heard. You know, people will get hung up with verses like this. Rather, let's live out our Christian faith with what we know is true via the power of the Holy Spirit. There are some Christians that will have arguments for decades and have not reached one person for Christ because they're arguing about whether the world is round or flat. Conspiracies, conspiracies, conspiracies. You know what? Forget your conspiracies. Open your Bible. If we would spend as much time in conspiracies in our Bible as we did in conspiracies, there'd be no conspiracies because we'd realize this is just the plan of God. Be careful what you're submitting yourself to. Live out your Christian faith with what you know is true. Don't get hung up about the Bible about what you don't know is true. 
You see, there's a lot of information on how to live as a single person in your Bible. There's a lot of information on how to live your life as a marital couple in the Bible. There's a lot of information on how to live as a young person in the Bible. You're a young person? Read your Bible. There's a lot of information on how to live as an old person. You an old person? Are you reading your Bible? Oh, I retired. Congratulations. You see, there's a lot of information on how to live as. You get the idea. It's obvious. James 1.25 gives us this exhortation. But he who looks into the perfect law, he who looks into the word of God, the perfect law of liberty, and continues continuous repetitious action. Well, I came to a Sunday morning Bible study. That's good enough. Okay, if that's good enough for you, it's good enough for you. And is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. A doer of the word. This one will be blessed in what he does. And you might think, oh, great, you know, I'll get a new house, a new car, and my 401k will do great, 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 great. Okay, James was writing in the first century, and in the first 300 years of the church, it's estimated three to five million Christians were martyred for Christ. How did that go? How did their 401k go? How'd their storing up of ammunition go? They stored up a bunch of swords, knives. They're ready to go get Rome. You won't find that in history. You won't find it in the Bible. Be careful. Be careful what road you go down. Making a lot of friends this morning. I'm an equal opportunity offender. Equity. We all want to be equity here. You can offend me too. <laughs> with the Word of God, with the Word of God in a loving way. 10, 5 through 7. The angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are in it, the earth and the things that are in it, the sea and the things that are in it, and there should be no delay. And there should be delay no longer. But in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel... When he is about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished as he declared to his servants the prophets. Now, where would we find what was declared to his servants the prophets? Anybody know? On YouTube. No, in your Bible. In your Bible. Now, if you want to, I do this, you know, if you want to listen to other pastors, go on YouTube, nothing wrong with that. But you better know this really good. Because in studying Revelation from YouTube... If I didn't know this really good, they could make me really confused and doubting the Bible and doubting my pastor and doubting anything that I've ever learned. You get all kinds of opinions on there if you're honest with yourself. I looked at it and I just read three opinions about this chapter. I'm like, what in the world? How did they get that? So be careful. Know your Bible well enough to know that is nonsense. Let's look at Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Who, is, who was this angel making an oath by? He, the angel wasn't making the oath. The angel was saying, making an oath by someone. He was talking to someone. He was pointing at someone. Who was he pointing to? He was, to me, he was pointing to the throne. Throne of who? God? Jesus? I believe Jesus, because why? Well, Jesus said when he was on this earth, if you read your Bible, Jesus said, the Father has given all judgment to me. All judgment to me. Great white throne judgment is before Jesus. He's going to judge. In Colossians, we read this, 1, 9. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Notice what happens when you read the word of God. You become stronger. For all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. So who's this? Jesus. This is all about Jesus. All these verses are about Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God. Who would that be? Jesus. The firstborn over all creation. 
That doesn't mean he was created. Read your Bible. It's a different Bible study. But read your Bible. Do some study. You'll find out what it means. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and on the earth. Well, if we stay consistent, the him is who? Jesus. Not God. It's Jesus. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones and dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Now, how do I know it's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus? Just keep reading your Bible. And he is the head of the body, the church. Who is that? Jesus. You'll find that in Ephesians who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. He's the first in everything. That's what preeminence means. He's the first in everything. So back in Revelation. So this angel is making an oath by the one who made the oath himself. And what was that oath? Matthew 24, 29 through 30. Immediately after the tribulation of those days. What days? The days we're studying right now. The sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the Son of Man will appear in heaven. This is Jesus speaking, guys, not not just the local pastor. This is Jesus speaking, giving us insight about the last days. Then the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. Every unbeliever on this earth at the time when Christ returns is going to go, Uh Uh-oh, I should have listened to that knucklehead believer that died last week by getting his head cut off. He told me about Jesus, and now he's here. And I cannot receive Jesus any longer. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man. They're going to see Jesus. There'll be no more mocking. Oh, Jesus, you're Jesus. Yeah. Coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. People can make as much fun as they want about the supposed things coming upon this earth. And I know they're making fun. I hear about it. But they're still going to come. You see, the angel is declaring what we've been told in various places in the scriptures, that it's time to wrap this situation up. We can learn this. Let's look at Daniel 12. Let's look at Daniel chapter 12. And some of you might be going, this guy's using too much of the Bible. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Get used to it. Get used to it. I don't have the brain power to tell you funny stories. Daniel 12, 1 through 4. At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands, watch, over the sons of your people. That would be Israel. And there should be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. So those who are saved, the Israelites that are saved. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and contempt. They're already living in everlasting life, but that's basically saying those who are in hell and those who are in heaven itself right now are going to come. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. That's you and me, guys, because didn't Jesus say we have the light of the world? We're going to shine during the thousand-year reign of Christ. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. For many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. You see, Daniel shared this letter, wrote this letter roughly 2,400 years ago. Israel was destroyed and dispersed in 70 A.D. It became a nation in 1948. Never happened before in history where a nation that was dispersed came back together. Jerusalem became the capital of Israel once again in 1967. That's why Jerusalem is a cup of trembling even to this very day. It's not like New York or Boston or any other city. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. The prophecies of the last days are being fulfilled right in front of our eyes. And what we're hearing in these verses is applying to us literally here today. It's applying to us. Life as we know it is about to wrap itself up. So what should we do? Ask for more of the Holy Spirit so that we might plant, water, fertilize, cultivate. And if it's the Lord's timing, pray with someone to receive Jesus. What does that look like practically? 
Well, this past week, I had a gentleman come to my office and, and he wanted to talk and we were talking away and he goes to another church and, and so I assumed that he was saved. I assumed that he was a believer and we're talking about God, we're talking about the Bible, we're talking about these things and, and so we know how to spell assume. And so we're just going along, going along, going along and all of a sudden I, we wrap it up. I go, okay, I'm going to pray. And he goes, well, can I ask you just one last thing? I go, sure. He goes, I'd like to be saved. <laughs> what? What? I'd like to get saved. Okay. Well, let's pray. I mean, the fruit was falling to the ground. He had to ask me to catch the fruit. How many decades planting, watering, planting, watering, fertilizing, planting, water, fertilizing, fertilizing, planting, water, fertilizing? Can I please get saved? Would you just pray with me to get saved? Yeah. Normally I do ask, but I'm just like assumed. Not good. So guys, plant, water, fertilize, plant, water, fertilize. Ask somebody, are you saved? Would you like to get saved? Ask, pray, water. Can I pray for you? We went out to dinner Thursday night, and uh, we asked the gal at the end, can we pray for you? She had a plate in her hand. She said, Oh my goodness, she put the plate on the shelf. She almost fell over. I'm not over-exaggerating. She put the plate on the shelf right next to her. She goes, this is, this is unbelievable. I'm going through this, and I do this, and I'm having this, and this in my life. And we're going, we're going to pray for you for the whole week. We're going to pray for you. She's like, you have no idea. You have no idea. Thank you so much. How, was, how hard was that? We just asked at the end of our meal. Build a relationship. Ask at the end of the meal. Don't be afraid to ask. We didn't, we didn't hold her up. That place was packed. People are blowing their money like there's no tomorrow. And there might not be. So go out and enjoy your restaurant because it's like, have fun. Once the seventh angel blast is done, the next three and a half years are going to wrap up human history as we know it. I mean, think about this. The last three and a half years are nothing compared to almost 6,000 years of history. The earth is not millions and millions and millions and billions of years old. 6,000 years of human history. I mean, let that think sink in. Three and a half years are about to wrap up everything that we know of besides the millennial reign of Christ. It's like two seconds of your week. That's where we're, so if you're wondering why things are going so fast, it was prophesied in the Bible. <laughs> It's like two seconds of your week. Ten seconds just went by. Guys, we're in the last days. Prepare your heart. Some of you are never coming back, but at least I got to tell you. And at the end of those three and a half years, there'll be no mystery about what all the prophets spoke about. It's over, it's complete, it's done. Jesus will then come back and rule and reign for a thousand years. There'll be no more elections, praise God. No more dealing with the ugly effects of sin. Someone might try to sin and we'll be there to say, ah, 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 no, 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 no. Not on my watch, pal. Revelation 8 through 11, as we get ready to wrap it up. I think we can do it. We got, we got four minutes. I love these verses. I'm not going to read them. We already read them. So let's read some other verses. Jeremiah 15, 16. Your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Just ask yourself a simple question. Is that my life? Is that my life? I'm not going to look at anybody because I don't want anybody to think anything. Just ask yourself a simple question. Is that your life? You love reading God's word. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. How about Psalm 119, 103? How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth. Ezekiel 3. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find. Eat this scroll. John, take the scroll and eat it. It was sweet in his mouth, but it became bitter in his stomach. Speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat that scroll. And he said to me, Son of man, feed your belly and fill your stomach with this scroll that I give you. So I ate, and it was in my mouth like honey in sweetness. Let's all look at Psalm, one, uh, Psalm 19 really quick. Turn to Psalm 119. To the chief musician, a psalm of David. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech and night unto night reveals knowledge. Verse 3, Psalm 119, verse 3. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. 
over 8 billion people on the earth today, every single person is being ministered to by the Holy Spirit. Their line has gone throughout all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. It's rising from one of heaven and its circuit to the other end. And there's nothing hidden from its heat. The law, the word, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. And the testimony of the law is sure. So again, the word of God, the word of God. And righteous altogether. Well, I think I skipped something. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. There we go. Verse 9. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Very important as we get ready to wrap it up here. More to be desired are they than your 401k. And guys, I'm investing. I have a retirement. We have money in that. So don't go on any extreme. I'm planning for the future, but if it don't happen, I'm fine with that. That's not my trust. My trust is in heaven. So I'm planning accordingly. So don't take any of this out of whack. Be diligent. Be prudent. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. Were we not warned about these days? We reopened six weeks after it happened. This is no boast. It was just, I looked at the CDC numbers and I said, this is a lie from the pit of hell. And we reopened. You have to determine for yourself. Some people bashed us for doing that. We didn't cart anybody at the door. Do you got a mask? Do you have the shot? We said, you know what? God is God. God is on the throne. If you want to come, come. If you don't feel comfortable coming, then don't come. No judgment. That's between you and God. I'm just letting you know the doors are open. Who are we going to trust in? The CDC or God? Now be wise. If, if God's telling you to get a shot, get a shot. Take your medication, take your medication. Again, don't go on any extreme, but I've got to say something like that because I know somebody's thinking right now, well, I guess I don't need to take any of my medication. I'm not saying that. Get the bigger picture. Thank God for modern medication. I love it. It's very, very good when used properly. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. Learn the word of God, though. So when these things come upon us, which are coming upon us, do you think the next six months are going to be really easy, guys? <laughs> no, the next six months, next uh, ten months. We vote what? Register to vote. I think, it's, is it November 4th again this year? I think voting again, yeah. Kind of like Christmas and it's amazing. Always on the 25th. So November 4th, you're going to vote. Do you think it's going to be not crazy over the next 10 months? It's going to get out of control. If you don't think so, you haven't been around the last seven years. I don't know where you've been. And in keeping them, there is great reward. You see, as we read the word, it's bitter because it causes us to realize that we're sinners. But once we receive Jesus as our Savior, it becomes sweet. I didn't like hearing what that guy told me, Gene about myself, that I was a sinner in need of a Savior. I didn't like that at all. But once I became born again and started reading the Word, and as you read it over and over again, year after year, it becomes sweeter and sweeter. You learn more and more about this life and the life hereafter. And others will see that that sweetness in your life. Isn't that what Jesus said? Shine, be salt. It will naturally, supernaturally shine through and will be doing what John has told, or what John was told he was going to do. Notice in verse 11, Revelation 10, 11, and he said to me, you must prophesy. That means teach the word of God. So guys, you have an opportunity to teach the word. I'm teaching the word of God right now. You have an opportunity to teach the word of God in your life to somebody else. Take advantage of that. We'll wrap it up with this slide. So we need to keep speaking the truth in love to this current generation. Knowing that it is going to cause some bitterness. I probably caused some bitterness in your life this morning. I love you enough to say certain things, and you may be taking them wrong, so you don't know me. I, I don't have any agenda. I just have love. So if you don't know me, you don't know me. I love you enough, and I hope that you would love me enough to tell me something hard that would be hard for me to hear. That's what we're supposed to be in the family of God. We're supposed to be able to tell things, hard things to each other in love and accepting whatever happens. 
knowing that it's going to cause some bitterness, hopefully the bitterness will lead to his sweetness. If it causes one of you, I heard this many, many years ago, I don't know if it was a guy or a gal, but a person came out to me and said, you know, I was so tired of you telling me to read my Bible every day. I've been listening to it for years. I finally read my Bible. And I've read it through this past year. And then they looked at me and said, don't stop saying it. What did that tell me? That it was sweet. It was sweet. Father, we thank you and praise you for your goodness and your faithfulness and how we can take a chapter that looks so mind-boggling and so unknowing and we can apply the truth through Bible study. We can learn and grow and remember that we're just passing through. We're just sojourners. We're just pilgrims. Lord, help us to water, help us to plant, help us to fertilize. And Lord, help us to start reaching out to more people and even asking them in a grocery store, wherever our neighbors, hey, do you need, do you need prayer? Do you need prayer? People are desperate. People are desperate in the United States. We have not seen this since World War II. This is absolute desperateness that has come upon this country. So help us to be available to people, Lord, that don't know Jesus. They don't know the rest of the story. We know the rest of the story. And we may offend and we may hurt, but I believe if we truly do it in love, that they'll eventually accept what we have to say in love. Use us, Lord. Use us this week more than ever. And help us to ask. I... I, (laughs) I take that lesson myself, Lord. I'm going to ask every single person, are you saved? And not take anything for granted. I thank you for that little lesson, Lord. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from God's Word. If you have any questions, would like to request prayer, or want more information about our church, how you can experience the love and hope of Jesus Christ in your life, please visit calvaryqueencreek.org.